See, I would have thought that Larry Appleton's best year would have been the one where his cousin Balky came all the way over from Meepos just to live with him in his apartment in Chicago. But what do I know? Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch My Favorite Year. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. We are an 80s movie podcast, so every two weeks we get together and we talk about another movie, um, good or bad or, or in between, from the 1980s. There's two of us here. I'm your one podcast host, Jamie Lorello. On the other side of things is D.P. McCambridge. How you doing? That's how's, right. Oh, oh how's, I'm great. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's how you're doing. He's doing all right, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing just fine. For you. Uh, uh, first of all, am I breaking up on your end, or are you just breaking up on my end? I'm I'm not breaking up with anybody. No. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. I have some bad news, Jamie. I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> I know. No. You know, it's not really a relationship, but uh, no, you were just a little bit choppy uh, there for a minute. Uh, but no, but now I got you back. Uh, I'm no, I'm okay. I'm very excited. Um, I'm very excited to talk about uh, my favorite year. I, I don't. I mean, I don't. That could be very personal. I'm not sure. Um, my favorite year of this podcast. I don't know. I don't even know that. Let alone my favorite year. Oh of my yeah, life. yeah. Do you? Would you have one off the top of your head? No. Favorite year of your life. Oh, favorite year of, of my life. I mean, every year is the best in this podcast, oh, right? In, the, in my humble opinion. <laughs> Each year keeps getting better. There's a lot of highs and lows every year. I don't know if yeah. there's been one that's just all movies we have absolutely adored. That wouldn't make for a great year. No, that would be boring, would be boring if we were like, guys, this yeah. is a great movie. Then it would we should just watch be, it at the end. It would just be called Great Movies. But we are good times and great it's, movies. And sometimes those shitty movies make for a good time. I have time. to tell you, it's normally a better time when we're talking about True. not a great movie. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. see where this one lands. I don't know. My favorite year of my life? I don't know. I, I feel like I'd have to... That's really tough because I don't want to say. Because, first of all, I'm married and I have children. So if I don't choose any years oh, yeah, that those that... people were part of my life, it makes me seem bad. Um, right. But I might have to go back to when I had no responsibility. Like, yeah, I wasn't a, a father and a husband. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, let's say, working... Uh, nine to five or every day. I, I don't yeah. really know, but I also yeah. didn't like high school or I don't know. My childhood was fine. It was fun. Maybe when I was a little kid, maybe that was great. <laughs> maybe that was my okay. favorite like year. But I can't remember it the way Mark Lynn Baker does in extreme detail. Well, when a year like this happens to you, maybe your your best year, your favorite year, hasn't quite happened yet. Because oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, we're to, we're to think he's telling someone the story about his favorite year. That's so he's what lived a life of that's many years. That's what I'm very unsure of. Like, the fact uh, that we don't see at the beginning or the end a cousin Larry Appleton that is Kate <laughs> with, 
with old age makeup. I would have loved that. The fact that we see cousin Larry Appleton, I was uh, I was a room full of one applauding. Over cousin the Larry. Moon. This is a movie with cousin Larry. I was thrilled. Over the moon. And and I just I feel bad. First of all, this is a patron's pick. James picked this for us to watch. All right. It's a legitimate movie that he enjoys. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, I have to apologize for a couple things. Number one, okay. yeah. I will only refer to this character as Cousin Larry Appleton. Me I'm, too. I'm Me sorry. Too. I just can't do it. Also, I Peter O'Toole is Peter O'Toole. I, you know. I think I got his his stage name sometimes because Alan, Swan. something Alan. Swan, kind Alan of a Swan. cool name. Yeah, like, it kind was of a cool, cool name, so. clearly made up last name. Like, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but and uh, yeah, I I have a lot of cousin Larry did this and that oh, in here, but that's okay. I think that's all good. I, it, and sorry, James, it should that, be all good because it's <laughs> it's cousin Larry Appleton. Where I yeah. I know so little about a lot of actors like Mark Lynn Baker, where I assumed <sighs> he was just I don't know pulled off the street to play Cousin Larry. Like, I assumed he didn't even exist before that character existed. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Jamie, should we just sing the Perfect Strangers theme song to start? Oh, we can. Standing tall on the wings of my dreams Rise and fall on the wings of my dreams The rain and thunder, the wind and haze Are bound for better days It's my life, my dream Nothing's gonna stop me now Bum, 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 I mean, I love this it. is now my favorite year of this podcast. I will, okay, I will, first of all, make sure, just in case there's a little time delay, I will make sure it matches up perfectly. I know it I did. I know this. it did. So those if you're listening were... on Patreon, I'm sorry, we might be off by a beat or two. No, those harmonies were on point. The, this uh, is why we did this podcast. Who knew? Eight years ago. Almost eight years ago. It was all ago, building up to this. To this. And I have to say, like, my stupid, like, 90s sitcom brain was so scrambled with this when we we meet that old lady who's the bailiff from Night Court. Oh, isn't she the costumer? Yeah. 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 I for my entire life up to the point where I watched this movie, I thought that actress was the same actress as the judge in My Two Dads. <laughs> I did not know they were different people until I did research. And I typed in My Two Dads judge, and I'm looking through her, her filmography, and I'm like, why is my favorite year not on here? <laughs> also, why is Night Court not on here? <laughs> I did not know they were different people. <laughs> well, I mean, falls. there was a lot of... Uh... Lainey Kazant. That was another name I saw come up that I got so excited about. His mom. Yes. How yeah. fun is she? Sorry. And she uh, she has a billion credits and and yeah. I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint. Like and it's all like my big fat Greek wedding and stuff like that where I'm like, yeah, I could I could see her in that movie, I guess, but yeah. I don't I knew her. I've seen her a bunch, yeah. but I couldn't pinpoint what I know her from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, 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 there's a lot happening in this movie. Yeah. So I, I think I think we should get into this. Again, this is a patron's choice. Mm-hmm. We have a Patreon. At a certain level, 
Um, you can choose a movie for us to cover every year. Maybe I should stop saying that. It's full. It's full. People have taken all of those slots. Oh. Um, but anyway, uh, Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash movies. You will always get unedited episodes mm-hmm. early, days early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're back. We're doing full-length bonus episodes right now. Our review of Teen Witch yeah. is up. <clears throat> and boy, was that a ride. Oh, so if yeah. you want to hear two people who were very disappointed by Teen <laughs> Witch, you can listen to that. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, James, for this choice. It is my favorite year yep. from 1982. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Directed by Richard Benjamin. Yeah. Man with now two we first have, names. We've met Mr. Benjamin before as he went on to direct My Stepmother is an Alien. Ah. A movie that honestly I barely remember. That's the one where the lady was licking the, right? Stepmother's an Alien and she. Wait, what? Wasn't that the one where. It's Kim Basinger. Yeah. Oh, no. And Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah. That one was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had like an alien that was in her purse yeah. that would talk to her and stuff. Yeah. And he went on to direct um, Mermaids. Mm, that's a great right? movie. I love Mermaids. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Milk Money. Uh, which one was Milk Money? Well, okay. So Milk Michelle Money Pfeiffer? is. Michelle Pfeiffer? No. No. No, not Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, Melanie Griffith. Melanie Griffith, yeah. Yes. Milk Money is a movie I've never seen before in my entire life, but I've seen the commercials enough to assume. It's a movie about a boy who uses his milk money to hire Melanie Griffith to date his dad, who's Ed Harris. Oh, okay. Right? I think I think that's what yeah. it is, just from the commercials. And then I'm assuming she comes to town, and she's too sexy for the town. Yeah. And then at the end, like <laughs> they find out that they really do love each other, yeah. and this high-class prostitute is this kid's new mother, I guess. Uh, sounds like a true Hollywood story to me. I like yeah. it. How this movie is not as popular as Pretty Woman, I'll never know, <laughs> because I'll never see it. It's not an 80s movie, so we don't have to cover it, right? It's no, 90s. I, yeah, I'll yeah. never watch it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine just remembering the previews for Milk Money. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into this. This this. So we've met... Um, Peter O'Toole before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. Uh, he was in Supergirl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he was in like the Phantom Zone yeah. at the end of that and like helped her, I don't know, escape the Phantom Zone. And what I found really interesting is that that scene where he was in the Phantom Zone in Supergirl, mm-hmm. he is drinking and he is blasted in that <laughs> just scene as well. So is this a theme? Like, is this real life in... Earl, oh, in real life, Peter O'Toole. I really feel like Peter O'Toole was like, uh, Mr. Benjamin, I was just wondering if maybe <laughs> the character, I understand that he's an actor who, who is down <laughs> on his luck and his best days are behind him. But also, I didn't notice in the scripts, you didn't write down that he's an alcoholic. I was wondering if we could put that in there for me. That <laughs> was a wonderful Peter O'Toole, by the way. Very I strong the, British I, drunk work. Very strong. Right. Oh, the... That's all I got. Well, That's all I excellent. got for this whole episode. But also, I'm assuming the conversation then evolved to where yeah. Richard Benjamin was like, oh, yeah, we'll do that. And he's like, how about in scenes where he's not drunk? He just even appears to be just a little bit drunk. 
Is that okay? Even in scenes where he is supposed to be stone sober, I'm like, you are drunk I on set. I think it's set. British. I think it's... I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's a ride. It is a fun... I have to say, I mean, we say yeah. we're going to get not give too much away, but then we sure. give too much away. This was fun. Okay, yeah, was all right. really fun. I, it was, I'm not. I'm not. I don't, you know what? I'm not going to commit until we're done I'm talking. Gonna, about this. I'm going to say it was unexpectedly charming to me. Okay. I really. Oh, charming! I will say yes. Yeah. This is more of a. I know you and I had very different opinions of this movie. What was it called? Kiss me again. Which one is that one? Um, the one. <laughs> The one with Sally Field, oh, yeah, where James Conn yeah. is dead, and you were like, "That's you didn't like it. No, you thought it was boring. Yeah, this movie kind of felt like that to me. Like it was more oh. of a a comfortable movie where the stakes are very low. Like sure. nothing is really going to happen that that is all that bad. You didn't get excited and, every time Joe Bologna was on the TV. Holy shit! Did I get excited? <laughs> And every turn in my notes, I'm like, wait, Cousin Larry Appleton? Wait, Joe Bologna? <laughs> the dad from Rags the Riches? Yeah, the Rags the Riches dad. He's an actor, an angry one, playing a mob guy. Why won't he shake the mob? We'll find out at the end. Like, Because <laughs> it all comes full circle on him. They Why had won't to. he shake the mob? <laughs> I assume that's their best bit. Also... I guess these shows existed. Like this is a Saturday Night Live before Saturday Night I Live. I think. So. Well, the, uh, okay. So let's let's set that up. Okay. Yeah. Let's oh, yeah, let's yeah, get yeah, into yeah, it. Of course. So yes. so um, we're in. Well, let's. Brooklyn. I mean, it starts voiceover. Yeah. It it starts and ends voiceover with Ke- cousin Larry Appleton. Yeah. I'll just call him cousin Larry from now. You don't have to use the full name. Um, cousin Larry. Talking about how 1955 was his 54 favorite year. It's titular. Oh, was it 54? It's I thought 54. it was 54. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, also, um, don't know if it's a great title for the movie. I think it should be called My Favorite Week. I don't know. <laughs> we just, it's a week. Well, it is a week that we see. But I'm assuming, because it seemed to be, there was a lot You're of You're assuming prep other involved. great things happened. Yeah, to him there was this some prep year. involved. Maybe. Huh? He convinced that woman to marry him later that year. Oh, the stock. That was a weird relationship. Let's just say that. But a lot of things that they did in this, um, mm-hmm. the couple comments that are made early on to the ladies and the one guy. And you wonder some of it's the 80s, but it, they are kind of it's the 50s. It's the way I guess you were then. I don't know. Mm. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, and this is this is the way now, and we've talked about it before with Stranger Things. This is the way where now there is this 80s nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And I guess in the 80s, it was this weird 50s nostalgia right. where it was, you know, people our age, people that were in their 40s and, mm-hmm. and 50s in the 80s were like, yeah, you know when stuff was great? It was when I was a kid yeah, in the 50s. Yeah. So I want to watch back. movies yeah. about that. Yeah. And it was for TV, it was the times of the I Love Lucy's and the Honeymooners and those mm-hmm. not live action. What, is, what am I trying to say? A studio audience. I mean, those were live action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, I Love Lucy, contrary to popular belief, is not an <laughs> animated. She's not animated. She is very animated as an actress, but... Um, so yeah, I she think and, uh, she and what's his, what was his name? Ricky Crampton? Desi Crampin? Oh no, no, Ralph Ralph Crampton Crampin Crampin <laughs> Ralph, Ralph Crampus. Crampus. He comes around yeah, and as well, Christmas time punches punches naughty kids to the moon <laughs> to the moon, Alice. Oh, so good, so good. Um, yeah, so so 
Uh, so Mark Lynn Baker, uh, cousin Larry, Larry Appleton, mm-hmm. is talking about his favorite year. Yeah. And then we're sort of transported to, back to New York City yeah. in the mid 50s. Yeah. And I love how he's like, yeah, this is 30 Rockefeller Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. Maybe there'll be a show made with that title in, I don't know, 50 years he from know. now. He didn't know, but it's tr- it's kind of a great energy to start out with. Oh, we're going into the the writers, the writer room of the mm-hmm. 50s comedy. It's it's. I had no idea what to expect from this movie, and there were it's so many. Small, oh, yeah. In the beginning, just from the credits alone, and then, like mm-hmm. we said, seeing Larry Appleton, I was like, what is this little <laughs> nugget of a movie? Where did this come from? So, and then getting a little background, like just seeing the beginning and what we're, we're going to kind of focus on, I was like, oh my goodness, like a comedy show in the 50s. Right. And the right now, he's, <clears throat> so he is pitching to his group that he writes for this show and th- now yes. let's get it straight so he goes into work at 30 rock i, I have a quick question please before you, before you really get into this yeah. because you referred to him as a writer for this show is that his job i think so i think he's in the writer's room with them and trying but we to never him- see him writing or, or or doing his doing his job which in this movie his job is to make sure peter o'toole doesn't drink too much that's the task never they see, give him. Yeah, because we see these three writers. Right. The guy that whispers. The guy that whispers. Yeah, the girl is one of the writers, too, right? She appears to be his whisper translator. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then there's the head writer guy yeah. who's always flustered. And then there's a guy who's just a set of teeth with eyebrows, basically. <laughs> what is this yeah. guy? He's got some jumpers. <laughs> I was, at every scene, I'm like... Are these fake teeth? He doesn't look comfortable using them. (laughs) And I was like, is this a joke or just what this guy is like? I paused the movie at a certain point to to use the restroom. And I paused right when those chompers, I thought he was going to eat Appleton alive. I was scared for Cousin Larry. profile? Because when I saw him in profile, I was like, those look like they're coming out of his mouth. Like like he's an alien or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he oh. was like one of the producers on the show, maybe. Okay. And so I don't know if Apple, yeah. if Cousin Larry's job, he was definitely in the room with the writers. I don't know if he was some kind of yeah. like PA assistant <laughs> or or what, because you're right. Ed, for the sake of this movie, he doesn't really do any writing, but he gets assigned to sort of babysit. But but mm. in this beginning, he's like when we see him walking through the city, he's got this giant cardboard cutout of Peter O'Toole, the pirate or yeah. <laughs> the, the the actor, yeah, as a pirate. And um, I think and he's we, trying to sell them on he's going to be great yes. for the show. Right? And that's what I'm wondering. Like, is there a job at Saturday Night Live where you are the one who decides who the guest is going to be? And you're then sort of the guest's handler. Sure. You know what I mean? I like guess. A, the guest maybe handler. that's his job. <laughs> maybe week to week there's a different famous person on the show and his job is to get that famous person and to book them and to take care of them and stuff like that. Right. Maybe. Yeah. None of this is explained. It doesn't matter. No, but it's what we, what kind of comes about. So so yeah. But in the beginning it's him selling. They they're watching on a little like film strip right. in the writers yeah. room. Like this Peter O'Toole's character. What's his character's name again? Uh, we said it. Um, um, Alan Swan. Alan Swan. Alan yeah. Swan is definitely. I love, I love when his mother keeps calling him Al. Oh, yeah. and he's like, no, it's not Al. If I bring Capone <laughs> yeah. or Jolson home, it's Al. And then his uncle's like, 
Wait, Al Jolson's coming <laughs> The family scene, the scene at the apartment when he goes back to see his family is pretty fucking great, if you oh, ask yeah. me. The best part is is how his mother basically destroys Peter O'Toole oh, yeah. and drives him to drink again. Like, all Larry Appleton has to do is keep him sober for this week, and his mother ruins all of well, that. Well, yeah, as every good mother should, right? <laughs> right, yes. Every good Jewish she's mother should. And she's like, you know what you need? You need a family. You need children. I'm like, he's 70. <laughs> what are you telling him this for? Oh, lady. Um, oh, anyway, we're not at the apartment yet. No, we're not there yet. Yeah. We're just getting, um, we're getting to know these writers, one of which, right. as we said, doesn't really speak. He whispers to the woman and doesn't, they, all it's, three don't seem to get along. There's one that's a real kind of a hothead. The head writers. The head writer. Yeah. The head writers hothead. constantly, you know, as, as I'm assuming a head writer is or, or should be very worried about the show. You're mm-hmm. in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. And, and if your writers aren't giving you what you want, you're upset. And if your performers are upset with the script that you're giving them, well, then you're upset with them. And if you have a writer who doesn't say anything and constantly has to whisper into another writer's ear to make very quippy comments, which I think is great. I do do love it. The only stuff this guy says are real digs at anyone he's talking Uh to. And she delivers them excellent. Just deadpan, just here we go. Right. Um, And so, yeah, so they're watching these clips and they're not exactly sold on the fact that Alan Swan can is what the show needs. And Which is a little bit puzzling to me because nobody honestly seems to be on board with this. Mm. But later on when we see him just wandering around the public, people are losing their they fucking minds yeah, that this guy him. is there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is a get for your yeah, show. He's hot. I understand need- that the guy, I guess, hasn't done anything in 20 years, but... I, I don't know why they're so hesitant. Well, to be I on do. Board they're concerned. This. this is live TV, which we find out at the end is should have been the number one question. <laughs> like, have you ever done or are you able to do live TV? But they. <laughs> but His, I can see the, the best, concern. There are some great lines in this. One of the best lines is when he says, I am not an actor, I'm a movie star. <laughs> I thought that was really we great. Do. But there is a difference, right? There's sure, movie stars yeah. and there's actors, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, let's see. I assume when if we... George Clooney hosted Saturday Night Live, which I assume he's done multiple times, he probably had this same panic same. attack. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm a movie star. I can't. I can't stand in front of people. That's not how it, not how it works for me. Um well, when we do get then a peek, so we're, we're, we meet first Peter O'Toole's character on this, yeah. on the film strip screen that he's a pirate and whatever actor, movie star. Um, but then we see him in bed with a, there, okay. So I get that we're supposed to see that he's sort of a gigolo. He's laying in bed with some lady smoking a cigarette, but there are teddy bears everywhere, which makes uh, me think, are we supposed to think he really likes younger women? Is she that? She is very young. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, it's, and it's not young like she's a teenager. She looks to be in her 20s, and the woman he picks up later at the restaurant appears to be in her 20s. So it's not like he's some weird pedophile. But that's what I found amazing is that women who were born probably after he made movies are so into this dude. They are. (laughs) I mean, he's Alan Swan. 
He's a swashbuckling pirate. I guess. He's like, do my big ears turn you on? <laughs> so good at being a pirate. Do my beard. gigantic. I have lots of booze in my pockets right now. He did, packs lots of booze, and it looks like Crown Royale, if I know anything but about a booze bottle. Like, I thought, he, I'm just going to tell you what I thought this movie was going to be. Okay. And it doesn't become that for a very long time. I thought it was going to be silly madcap events Mm -hmm. one after the other of Larry Appleton trying to keep him away from booze. And that's not really what it is. Like he gets together with his driver very early on and the driver's like, well, let's uh, just hide all this shit. And Swan seems fine with it for days on end. Like he's just, he's going out to dinner. Well, he's finding a friend. He's having a conversation. He's got a great companion in Cousin Larry. P.S. We hadn't met him officially yet, but that driver is a top-notch worker. My goodness. He knows his guy in and out. He knows his triggers. He knows, I mean... That's what you're supposed to he's be. Great I mean, at if it. you're, if you're, yeah. I, I guess, I guess he'd be, be referred to as an assistant. Yep. I guess. Yeah. But, but no, That's, no, no. I think sometimes drivers will just become that for their, right, their movie star, or whatever. Like you become their assistant. You're not hired on as the quote assistant. You're the driver. Okay. But because you're with them so much and you form this relationship, right. you just because that's what this guy seemed, and he is. It, it was weird when he said very early on, he's like, well, you're not afraid to lose anything if you got nothing. And I'm like, well, wait, what are you getting paid? Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I do worry about his I mean, compensation. Must, I, I understand what he's talking about. Have nothing in that you don't have a family fulfilling and, yeah, life right. or anything like that. But when he said that, I'm like, are you doing this job for free? Because it doesn't seem worth it. <laughs> So, um, also at work, we do see that Larry Appleton has a, a love interest question. Big, the the largest question mark after that statement I've ever typed in my notes. Yeah. Because he appears to just sort of sexually harass a woman who works in the costume yes, department. Yes, yes. It's exactly what happens. He chases her, literally chases her around the building. Uh, yeah. In the back. Oh, at one point, exits. he chases her around the building, tries to give her a ring, which is fake. Yeah. He chases her in the bathroom. In the bathroom. It, yeah. it is inappropriate on every level. It's very confusing, too. I'm like, did no one teach you social skills about how to really date? Even she says at one point, like, what is it that you want from me? And I don't think, I think he waits till she leaves the room, but he says, well, sex. And you're yeah. Like, I mean, I did, I did think that was funny because it, it was. You know, because you could, you know, if the movie wasn't going for that or making fun of it, you didn't need to say that. But the fact that he said that, I was like, oh, that's that's a nice bit of honesty that you're throwing into yeah. your movie. Like script, you're you're showing me that, yeah, he's a creep. And while he might be a lovable creep, yeah, that's that's all he wants, of course. Right. But it's just it's so bizarre how later he's like, well, what are you doing talking to him? He's going to ruin what we have. And me as the person who's been watching this movie for 20 minutes is like, you don't have anything. (laughs) She's even like, I don't know what you you. think this relationship is. We work together and you hit on me daily and I want nothing to do with you. And she's clear about it. Like, what do you do? I don't want it. No. But then a night full of dumplings. That's all you need. 32 boxes of dumplings later. Look at all of those. (laughs) It's like, is this a writer's meeting that has now ended? There had to be more people in that room, right? 
I mean, maybe there's many varieties of dumplings he wanted to try. Guess, try he wanted to try every single one and then recite dialogue from the movie we're watching. He was so obnoxious on that date. He eats with dumplings, mouth full of dumplings, and talking to her. with Chewing with his mouth open, and she's like, this is the guy I want. (laughs) No. I don't want the, I don't want you to end up with that one or this one. He's the same person. bad news. He's just, he's disgusting now in a different way. (laughs) It's called table manners. (laughs) So, we do. We met the writers and everything like that. Now we meet the talent, uh-huh. who we mentioned before is Joe Bologna from Rags to Riches, mm-hmm. of course. And <laughs> we saw him in Blame It on Rio. Oh yes, yes. As the I guess appropriate one in that movie. <laughs> he and Demi Moore were very appropriate. Demi Moore was off on her own, having her own fun adventure right. on vacation, and Joe Bologna was unaware that his fifteen-year-old daughter was sleeping with his best friend. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's on our Patreon too. It was it was super gross, uh, but also fun. Um, <laughs> I love it when he literally smells the pages and goes, "You smell that? This script stinks." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it's super fun, and also he insults, I guess, the head writer so much. And this must be a regular thing yeah. where the head writer puts his hand, his head in his hands, mm-hmm. and then he calls a girl over, and he's like, "All right, I feel really bad. Can you buy him some tires? <laughs> buy him tires." He hands her some, like a couple of hundreds. And it's like you got to buy yeah. him something nice. You know what? Buy him tires. And he kind of, yeah. it's funny because he's like listening, <laughs> like he peeks out out of his hand, and he's like, mm, "Tires, okay." <laughs> Yeah, you can hear him go, white walls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this is a regular thing. Weekly, he yells at this guy and then buys him buys his, something his, just you know. to keep him around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, and now, okay. So oh, Joe Bologna is sort of the, the host of this show, and he does he does a bunch of the sketches, obviously. He's like the right. lead in most of the sketches. Um, but he also must do the, um, what is it called when they host it? The in monologue? There. Thank you, the monologue. Yeah. <laughs> But um, you can't have Peter O'Toole to them. No, it's too much. But what? So, drag his drunk ass out there to talk? No way. No. Um, okay, we haven't met him yet. Oh, Joe Bologna, star of the show. Hold on, hold on. Well, Yell. we see. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. I'm. Go ahead. What do we? I see? was going to say we we see one of these skits, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a mobster. Ah, skit. that's what I was. Yep, the mobster. Skit. And it's not good. Like the jokes aren't. No, and what's I, with the shoulder pads that he was wearing? <laughs> It's like one of those old zoot suits. Yeah. And like, but it's, it's, um, I mean, I understand it's just played for laughs, but it looks ridiculous. Yeah. And nobody else is dressed like that. It's just him. Yeah. They're yeah. all wearing regular suits and he's got giant <laughs> shoulder pads on. And it's not, I mean, I don't know. It's not funny. It, it's not no. good. But I assume there's like a lot of. SNL skits that if you're not used to it, it's probably not funny either. You know, like, I don't know. I can't think of one. That's like not funny when they practice, when they rehearse, but then it becomes funny. I, yeah. Or it just becomes funny because you've seen it a thousand yeah. times. Yeah. Like, oh, remember when Will Ferrell and oh, I forget who used to do Sherry that. Sherry O'Terry. Dog show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
dog show. Yeah. In, in premise, that's the dumbest thing ever. Just these two people <laughs> talking about dogs and holding tiny dogs. But it works because you're used to it and you can't wait for them to do and it. And so I guess. maybe that was you could. And well, and at the time too, especially then, gangsters. It was like a. I guess it was yeah. part of what they they talked about. They joked about very um like a. a uh, um, Johnny Dangerously. Yeah, thank you. Johnny that, Dangerously. Uh, yeah. That's I, exactly this movie what I was had the Johnny Dangerously stink all over yeah. it, and I kind of, I was like, oh, I think there are portions of this movie Jamie's really good. Yes, enjoy. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, we're not there yet, where the gangster comes to him and is like, I don't want you doing this anymore, right? No, no first it's, we... it's pretty soon. It's not that. It's not that far. No, but, but first yeah. Peter to oh to us to pass out in the writers' room, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because. Yeah, after this rehearsal, they put on Peter O'Toole's film for Joe Bologna to see. Yeah. And at the end of this footage, Peter O'Toole wanders in and he is wasted. I don't even know if he says anything. I mean, he does a somersault on the table and passes <laughs> he does, out. He says, if I'm so drunk, can I do this? And then, <laughs> please, I love it. I love it so much. And he does. Wow. Yes. <laughs> he says, because they were like, they were all doubtful anyway. They've heard the rumors, right, sure. that he's a drunk. And he, so he does. He comes in plastered. And he, he goes to the end of the table and he just somersaults and then just lays there flat just, asleep, passed out. Yeah. Well, he's also dressed like a pirate or something like that, too, which yes. is equally great because then he's passed out so they and then all just talk about they talk all around him while he's asleep on the with his arms spread like 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 a sacrifice and then i gotta i gotta tell you there there's something and it's little moments like this where if they made this movie now and and i'm i'm gonna say let's let's pretend that harrison ford played this role Mm -hmm. because i almost feel like the age wise he would be appropriate for this Mm -hmm. If you asked Harrison Ford to come on set and do a somersault on a table, like a waist high table, uh uh-uh. uh, that's a stunt man. This is this is <laughs> old it's man so Peter O'Toole doing this actual so stunt. <laughs> like don't explain. There's so much that you're like, wait, what's happening now? <laughs> right. <laughs> So then they just talk about him, and Joe Bologna's like, we, we got to replace this guy. Yeah, like, he's not this thinking that's going to work. disaster. Yeah. Well, and and they're all like kind of in agreement. like, yeah, how are we going to get, like, he's got to come to rehearsals, and he's got to come, and he's got to show up, and right. look, he can't even yeah. come to this meeting sober. But um, Cousin Larry gives this impassioned little speech to Joe Bologna, and is like, what if you were in this guy's shoes, and you were right. at this point in your career? Wouldn't you want someone to give you this kind of chance? And Joe right. Bologna grabs cousin Larry by the balls. (laughs) He basically is like, yeah, no, I'll never be there, but grabs him and says, but you've got a pair of balls for talking to me like that. Yeah. Um, It is really nice because it is something where I almost feel like anybody who's in the limelight, like this is a conversation somebody should have with them. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about famous actors. Like I'm talking about people that are famous because of TikTok or somebody, somebody should be like, listen, you give someone else a chance because you will be nothing in no time mm-hmm. or at some point in your life, this will all be behind you. And wouldn't you want someone to help you out? Mm-hmm. Some up and comer to give you that shot. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice because he's like, yeah, but you're in charge of him. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then and then the moment this happens, like the moment this discussion happens, I think Peter O'Toole wakes up, says something, and then passes out again. Yeah. yeah. Was this the no? Yes. No. Wait. He's a legend. Oh yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That's when they're yeah. That's what they're arguing about whether to have him. Ah uh, yes yes. So double now Joe Bologna goes to his office. Double where, the lads, you toad. That's what he says when he wakes okay. up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now this is when the actual mob shows oh, yeah, up Carl, to the mob boss. threaten him about these hilarious sketches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, because he's a little too close to home and literally then they have the mob guy and Joe Bologna sitting on the couch. So much yes. cigar smoke. So many just like having a cigar off, which is weird. Like I'm going to pretend to smoke it. Oh, oh, but I didn't, but you smoked yours. So now I have the advantage and they're just mimicking each well, other. I think it's to show how Bologna really is like the mirror image of this. Right. right? And they're back and forth. While the like two that. lawyers talk this mm-hmm. out. Well, and he wasn't, Joe Bologna wasn't invited to the meeting at first. The producer was right. like, yes. the mob guy's here. I'm going to deal with it. And Joe Bologna was like, no, I'm going to come and deal with uh, it with you. And there's a, the mob guy basically is like, you know what I do? I, he throws, what does he throw out the window? There's a painting or a, a portrait or something. He dro- throws out the window. It appears to be something written on cardboard. Okay. <laughs> he just throws there's, out the window. Yeah, he, there's something in the office he throws out the window to make a point. Right. Like, I'll get rid of you. You know, I, that's what I do. I'm in the removal business and I will yes. remove you. And Joe Bologna kind of bites back and takes his coat his like very expensive yeah i don't know what kind of coat cashmere jacket and because the, it out yeah, the, window. the producer's even like no, 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 that's yeah. cashmere and you hear cars crashing outside yeah. too as these items fall yeah. to the ground yeah and but yeah. but basically it's kind of saying the battle is on between them like right bologna's not backing down even the producers are like we'll just take the sketch out and bologna's like oh hell no we won't yeah, he's like, so, that's our best sketch. It's like our killer opener to everything. Yeah. We, we have a car that crashes through the wall. <laughs> you think we're going to give all of that up because the mob threatened right? us? No way, dude. He doesn't care about that. No, um, not at all. He has all those, you know, girls at home to kind of take care of that were homeless, and then he adopted them. He's got a lot on his <laughs> mind, this guy. Rags so. to riches. Um, so Peter O'Toole. Is, do you want to sing that theme song? I might have to take a pee break. I don't know that theme song. So if you do want to sing that at some point, oh, you can. I don't know if I would know it. I think All I right. could figure it out. Maybe if you yeah, had to be. Yeah. Um, well, now we get to like the sobering up Peter O'Toole. You mean the tying scene? up of Peter O'Toole in the bathroom? <laughs> He's strapped to a dolly. He's like yeah. tied with a belt to a dolly. And then... They bring him into the bathroom, and I love how Larry Appleton is like, whoa, oh, look at these hooks on the wall. It's great. I can just Time strap right his up. arm, like some weird sex thing. Yeah. It's like, I'll put his arms above his head. I'll strap him to these hooks. And I love how the um, the driver comes in and is like, oh, yeah, I have those hooks installed at every place we stay yeah. at <laughs> because this is what I have to you, do. You, like, literally dry him out, right? Yeah, and they dry find, him out yeah. by throwing him into a tub. Yeah, then they put him. We in. do get we do get to watch two young men undress an old man, yes. here, which I thought was really funny, and carry him into a bathtub, and uh-huh. then they go through his luggage. And even I like it, the driver just knows him so well. He's like he's always got a hidden bottle somewhere, and yep. it's like in his trench coat or something. There's another hidden bottle and several. His luggage is literally like eight bottles of alcohol. 
Um, I, I I love it. Also, this jacket that he picks up appears to be made for a giant. Like, this jacket <laughs> like is enormous. Yeah. And there's like 27 different pockets yeah. he has to check. Yeah. But they, they clear him out of all the alcohol, except he's got a little kind of party, a little, um, yep. little bottle with him in the tub that he drinks yes. up easily. Uh-huh. He does yeah. get drunk pretty fast. Like, there's another point where he drinks just a little bit, and all of a sudden he's like... I don't... <laughs> Again, it's just it's just baseline kind of drunk. Yeah. It really is like, I'm just going to show up to set and I, I could either be completely hammered or just a little bit drunk, but there's no way I'm doing this movie totally sober. <laughs> because now he's, I guess it's that night, and he is clean, he's yeah. dry, yeah. he's dressed to the nines, dinner reservations. Yeah, they want to go out to Larry dinner. Appleton. Yeah, he's, and yeah. Cousin Larry's surprised, like, really? Um, yeah. I do like his line that he shares, because he's got some fun little one-liners, some of them sure. are random, but he says, uh, I guess him and Larry are talking, Cousin Larry are talking about like the fact that he's going to do comedy and like, well, and just yes. talking about the yeah, role. Yeah, it's great. And he this says, great line. dying is easy. Comedy is hard, which. Yep. It's really nice. Yeah. And it's, it's probably accurate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think being a good, I mean, first of all, character. dying is very easy. I don't like, you don't really have to do much for that to happen. <laughs> it, it happens to all of us, but yeah, comedy, I feel like it's, it's like an it's art. hit or miss, yeah, you know, yeah. and and uh, and if you're not used to it, and especially doing it in front of a live audience like him, right. and we see the panic later, I'm sure it's pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah. So they go to dinner, mm-hmm. and he is just staring at this again inappropriately aged woman. <laughs> and I love how he says to the waiter, "He's like, who is that over there?" Oh. And the waiter's like, "Dude." Hands off! Like he said, this is this what happened before. last time. <laughs> right? This is yes. what happened this last is time. This is how last time got out of hand. Yep. You can't. She is. I don't know. Spoken for or whatever. And some. Of, what I really appreciate is everyone's got their eyes on him, mm-hmm. and a man walks over and is like, "Listen, it's my 40th anniversary mm-hmm. with my wife, so it would be really nice if just on your way out you could stop by." And he dances with this woman. It's very sweet, but it's yeah. It's also- but he even says he says to Larry Appleton, he's like, "Hey, during this dance or after this dance, I need a diversion." And I assumed he was talking about, "I don't want to get stuck talking to these old people." Uh, uh-uh, uh, no. not at all. What a diversion, too. Boy, did cousin Larry take that cue and run with it? Because with the diversion, so so yeah, so so he he's very charming. Uh, Peter O'Toole and he walks over and he dances with this older lady and everybody in the restaurant is just staring at them dancing with each other and they think it's so wonderful. They clear the dance floor for these two. And she's so thrilled you can see and even he the the husband the 40 year anniversary husband is like just like this is the greatest thing to watch my wife dance with another man on on our anniversary. Um, (laughs) But um, but, This old man's like I am getting laid tonight. Like there is no question about it. See just Peter O'Toole's face on this body, right, yeah. but then all of a sudden, because <laughs> Larry, I don't even know how he came up with this, plan. or how he got back there, how it all went to play. He's dressed as a yeah. waiter. <laughs> it's not. He's not even wearing the same suit he showed up in. 
No, he comes out with a dessert tray and <laughs> it's barely, it's like on the edge and he's dancing with the dessert tray and swirls through the crowd and... The whole kitchen staff is chasing him around? <laughs> it's quite it's the distraction. A, it's, it it's a lot. Um, <clears throat> but he, he throws pie in the face of the man that's with the yep. girl that that yep. that Peter O'Toole really is into and then they get to kind of go off together and and then you see a picture of them apparently they had been skinny dipping <laughs> in a fountain yeah they got drunk and i love it because uh alan swan peter o'toole is like yeah that's yeah. what you do it was a fun night it was totally <laughs> We wanted to get naked, and I can't do the accent. You do he really talk later on when he's like, "Excuse me," and he, he whips out his dick in the bathroom, <laughs> and he's like, "This is usually for the ladies, but every now and then you got to pass some water through it." And I'm like, "Wow, Ross from Night Court is getting quite a show right now." Even when he says that, you've got to pass some water. Through yes, it. it's really. It's really great. <laughs> well, they read this headline because it makes, like you said, the headlines that he's naked in the fountain. And I like um, Joe Bologna is like, see, he's a washed up jabroni. What are we doing on the show? I love the word jabroni and I love Again, that he uses it. What amazing publicity for your show. Yes. Like, this is This incredible. is not a bad thing. Yeah. And I, and I understand, I guess, I guess because of this and then some stuff that's brought up later, he must constantly be in the headlines and not for great things. Like apparently they're constantly talking about illegitimate children he's yeah. had and stuff like that. So I guess I understand their concern, but also this seems to be front page news. Yeah. Everyone is tuning into your show this week. Please, like I don't care if he shows up completely wasted. You're going to get eyes You're on gonna your show. You're going to get ratings. You're looking for yeah. ratings. You're going to get them with this guy. Yep. Um. Did you, did, this is another Super kind of great or really weird line when the guy, the whisper guy, whispers something to the woman yeah. and she says something to the head writer, to which the writer looks at her and goes, up your hole with a melon roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what it means. It's a great insult, I guess. It is really great. Up your hole with a melon roll. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But we find out now that this woman who Cousin Larry's really into is again, like, smitten with... Is he a vampire? <laughs> is he, Does he have some weird hold on people? No, I think... Because she is just... She is this young, mm -hmm. attractive woman who works there that cannot... She appears to be in a trance. He's yeah. talking, and her response is like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like... She can't stop staring He's just at him. British and charming and lovely and carefree and all the things that make him, you know, make a lady swoon, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, while this is happening, this is the first instance we get of uh, Cousin Larry talking to his mom. Oh, his mom this is calls great. him at work and but, asks why he changed his name. Yeah. This is where we find out that he's married or she's she remarried. Yeah, he's got to. <laughs> What is this guy? Taiwanese or he's something like that? He's a Taiwanese boxer. <laughs> he's a bo Later on, it's revealed he's a boxer. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. This is yeah. fascinating, actually, now. Roki, when he's Roki in, he's standing in his wife beater yeah. with a box of Ritz crackers because they're having a guest over. 
He's great. He is great. He's and that really whole great. little story there where she's... Because re- you, you could have just had that she's the Jewish mom, you know, and then Lainey Kazan is this Jewish mom, yeah. and there's Jewish relatives that he has to go see in Brooklyn. And But then you right. add that she's remarried to this Filipino, and yes. it's pretty freaking great. It's pretty good. Later on when he's wearing... Like a sheer shirt for oh, yeah. dinner that you can totally see through. It's super fun. And this guy seems I listen, no no offense to Lainey and also good on her. You married a famous boxer yeah. who appears to be a lot younger than you. Good for you, Lainey. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> Yeah. How she figured it out, I don't know, but she did. I, I have no idea. Because he's, he's even like, oh, I saw you in San Francisco fighting. <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> How'd you end up in Brooklyn? At, at Laney's apartment, nonetheless. I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. But Mark Lynn Baker, sorry, Larry Appleton, is pretty upset uh, mm-hmm. that this uh, vampire is hitting on his woman. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And this is when we talked about earlier how he's like, listen, we have an understanding. Yeah. <laughs> and he's getting in the way. This is when he proposes to her, right? Yeah. He gets down on a knee with, with supposedly his grandma's glass eye. No, it's not her glass eyes. No, it's a ring. It's a ring, yeah. It's a ring where he's like, I want you to have this. This is not even when he's proposing, which no. is weird. No. This is outside of the bathroom. Oh, right. And she's like, this is weird. I don't want your grandmother's ring. And he throws it away uh-huh. and just says it's glass anyway uh-huh. and then she goes in the bathroom and he chases her into the uh-huh. bathroom where he proposes while ross is in the stall <laughs> ross sorry not ross, ross from friends yeah yeah he's got to lock it, her down he doesn't want her running off with the with alan stone i this guess this isn't good Mm-mm. this is really weird this is very strange and also, we talked about earlier, they then eventually leave, and this is when Peter O'Toole comes in and makes, makes dick jokes. Yeah, well, and then after his dick joke, they're eating hot dogs together, him and we get a close-up of yep, a hot dog. Of course. Um, yep. So then they go and they get hot dogs, and, um, oh, what's this? What is this I wrote? Makes her a diorama of the bathroom with a note? Oh, yes, because in order to kind of win her back, he literally yes. does. He makes a diorama of the yeah. bathroom and leaves a little note as inviting her to to dim some dinner basically to kind yeah. of make up for like the way he was you know he just reacted i assume the note was i got way too much chinese food i just need help <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just need help there's 87 boxes i don't know why they gave so me this much. many so if much you dim sum. if you like uh chinese food come on over into the writer's room right or they're not yeah. at his apartment are they no i think they're in the they're writer's room i think okay. they're still at right. work no, yeah yeah you didn't really take her on a proper date you took her on a date at work but well, that's that's fine. She doesn't want to go on a proper date. Like, this True. is all he's got. True. Like he can only corner her in the office, and and maybe if he really tries hard, which I don't know if this is trying hard or not, maybe he can actually spin this into an actual date. Well, yes, yes. It There's starts more out insulting as... stuff where she's like, "I can't be funny," and he tries to make her tell jokes, but constantly is like, "Well, that's not funny. You said that word wrong." And he and... tells her how to, he's managing how she uses her hands. You've got to stay yeah. on your hands and use your hands and be on your feet. And and then she finishes up and she's like, "I don't think that worked." He's like, "Yeah, no, it didn't. Come on." She's <laughs> like, "You're you're an embarrassment to both of yeah. us. I'm glad uh, nobody else was around to see that. Yeah. Let's watch a movie now." Yeah, I love how every time they're like, "Let's watch this guy's movies." They're halfway into it 
or near the end of the movie. <laughs> I did, like it's never we never see opening credits. No, or we something just we're like watching that. really the action scenes, just when he's kind of swinging around in some cave somewhere. Um, yep, but yeah, it's they, a castle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a cave. Oh, sorry, castle, cave, whatever. <laughs> All those sets look the same. Oh, those old yeah. This, like we said earlier on, on the date when they're eating all this dim sum, he's chewing obnoxiously. He's telling her how to be funny, then telling her she's not. But in the end, they uh, share a, a kiss, and so yeah. it seems that that what he did worked. For they share a kiss after she's like, "Can you please stop reciting the lines?" Oh yeah, of this that's movie. another thing he says all well, the time. I assume this is what. Anyone who's ever watched Home Alone with me would say <laughs> in that circumstance. But it's just so weird. She's like, you're so annoying. He's chewing with his mouth open. He's super gross. He's talking through the movie. And she's like, this is the guy I like. I like it. Yes. This is, this is, this is who I well, want to be with. Well, she's comfortable. And he is, too. So, so um, but it's not. Oh, oh, <clears throat> wait. Okay, so they kiss. And then, then we have a little heart to heart with Joe Bologna and. We have a it's great very sweet, end, right? yeah, mm-hmm. end to a rehearsal. Mm-hmm. They're, they're running through whatever sort of swashbuckling uh, skit this mm-hmm. is. They get to the end, and really, Joe Bologna apologizes mm-hmm. to Peter O'Toole, mm-hmm. and it's like, "I thought you were a horrible drunk. You are, but mm-hmm. I thought you were going to be a huge mess. That was the best rehearsal yeah. we've ever had." We're and Peter so O'Toole much fun. is even like. You know, this is the best thing I've done in 20-some yeah. years. Yeah, and he says how, like, it's so nice to work with all of you. It's a very yes. nice exchange. Everyone it, is it just... It really is. Everyone's just happy. And now, instead of Cousin Larry taking his new girlfriend uh, or fiancé to dinner in Brooklyn, he his mother has obviously requested Alan Swan come to dinner. You have to Real pee. quick, before we get to this, uh, I mean, I do, but before, before I go pee... Um, there was just a quick thing at the end of this scene oh. where one of the lights falls oh, yes. and almost hits Joe Bologna. Yes. And that's when the, the I don't know, producer or whatever, Teeth, let's call him, yeah. is like, you probably shouldn't do this. I'm pretty sure the mob did that. Yeah. And Joe Bologna is like, no, 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 it's no big deal. But you can kind of see that he's worried about right. this a little bit. Yeah, we're getting yeah. little inklings of, again, Joe Bologna is yes. not letting it go between the mob and the mob is is still... Making exactly. their presence known on set. He brings Peter O'Toole to his parents for dinner. Yeah. And this is an then, event. Like, this is... Oh, yeah. His mom, wowie, wow, wow. She looks amazing. Like, she looks yeah. great. Yeah, she does look fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's dressed to the nines. Um, she is ready and flirty. Yep. Uh, with Alan Swan, even though her Taiwanese uh, fighting Taiwanese <laughs> husband is there, um, he's making meatloaf also- with parrot in it. There's all sorts of weird <laughs> stuff this guy's doing. I'm not really sure what's going on. I love it when they say something about like, "Well, isn't that traditionally made with pork?" He's like, "There's Jews at the table. I can't use pork, <laughs> yes, so I use exactly. pigeon instead." Yes. <laughs> he's okay. like, "So I made it with parrot," and they look over at an empty oh, yeah, bird parrot. cage. <laughs> Yeah, there's so much in this. There's a in this lot happening. Dinner sequence. Like, and well, it's not just. Yeah. It's not just um, his mom and his ta- and her Taiwanese. It's also Uncle Marty yep. is there, uh-huh. and he's a 
everyone, even the cousin Larry, the whole time is like, "Oh my God, oh my God, what Uncle Marty? Just don't, don't." It's like you know when you know someone famous and now you bring them to your house and you just don't want to be embarrassed yeah, or you don't want right. the because uh, this the guy's like, to "Hey, get... uh, you gotta tell me the truth. Did you knock up that broad <laughs> ice that they wrote that uh-huh. article about?" And he even has to say, you know, not. It's the price of celebrity. Like, not everything right. they write about me is true. I'm a target, but also right. I'm kind of able to get away from everything or able to get away with everything. Yeah. So I love how he's like, he kind of so lays he, it out he honestly. Balances out if you think and about yeah, it. he literally says there's a balance yeah. here where I get to do anything I want, but at the same time, they put all these things on me. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's a very honest conversation. And, and so there's Uncle Marty, and then Aunt Sadie <laughs> shows up. In her wedding gown? It is. It's an amazing <laughs> reveal because I'm like, all right, this uncle's kind of annoying. He's asking. I love how he asks for autographs and has a stack of paper. And he's like, can yeah. you make this one out to me? And this one, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When his wife shows up in her <laughs> wedding dress, I really did laugh out loud. And the fact that that his mom goes, that's a really great dress. And she goes, I only wore it once. I think it was... <laughs> fantastic and yeah. just the fact that she's still through the whole thing sitting there with the veil and all the of it thing. on the she faints when they say that they ate a parrot and then the next scene she kind of just perks up and is like <laughs> i want to hear this story about sex with a younger woman oh so 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 we've got quite the crew here at dinner yeah quite the dressed up crew including our boxing stepdad and and Peter O'Toole, Alan Swan, is really taking... He's very cool about it all. He doesn't ever get upset with anyone. I don't think he's had anything to drink. He's just kind of no, taking it all in, No, it's just baseline right? Peter O'Toole drunk on mm-hmm. set. That's, that's yeah. kind of what's uh-huh. happening here. But uh-huh. yeah, I'm. this is not like a weird, like isolated Hollywood celebrity suddenly having to deal with real people. He's comfortable in every yeah, environment he he's right in, in in this movie. Yes. And even like you had said earlier, Lainey Kazan or, or, or Cousin Larry's mom <laughs> brings up some, um, she like says to him, you know, she calls him out saying, you know, you think what you really need is a family and kind of hits some emotional yeah. points for Peter O'Toole, right. which then causes them when it's time to leave Brooklyn. Like, okay, we've had enough. What makes them leave? Do they leave the dinner abruptly? Well, I can't remember. Cousin Larry kind of freaks out. Like, Mom, stop saying this stuff, and then they oh, leave. Right, but it right. really just... comes down to when he's like, I have a family. I have a daughter. I right. haven't seen her in a year. To which yes. Lady Kazan is like, shame on you. <laughs> shame. How dare you? <laughs> I can't, but a year, you say? And I'm like, oh, no. I know the next scene is going to be booze. Yeah. we got. How else do we deal with this, right? right? How do we balance this? The next scene now, they're off to some party. Whose party is it? Is is it the girlfriend's parents' party? First of all, they're just driving. And and the uh, the chauffeur, whatever handler, whoever this guy is, is like, so where are we going? Are we going, you know, back to Manhattan or whatever? And I love how Peter O'Toole's like, is I, I need my medicine? Can you uh, get me my medicine? And it's just one of those awesome. I don't know what kind of alcohol this is, but like those cool like circular shaped bottles, like the, yeah. it's really neat. And he's just pouring it on. And then he goes, first of all, it cuts away from them. And we just get, like, 
skyline of New York mm-hmm. and it's voiceover. It's like done after the fact. Cause I assume a focus group is like, I don't know what happened. I don't know why they're here. Cause then it's just Peter O'Toole being like, let's go to a party with some people. And, and, and Larry be like, well, they're way uptown. Is that okay? Let's go do that. Because there's, they need to put that in. Cause I don't know why they're on the rooftop of this building with a fire hose. It is, it's very strange. Uh-huh. And they are there, and much like um, Bruce Willis and Die Hard, they decide, or not they decide, Swan, Peter O'Toole decides, I'm going to tie a fire hose around my waist and rappel down to the party that's just like, (laughs) just the floor beneath us. Because, and also I'm like, you're, well, they get locked upstairs. I think right, that's they, they what get happens, locked right? Up. They but get locked why did upstairs. they go up there in the first place? Uh, we don't know how or okay. why they All got right, there. We fun. know they were headed to the party, and for some reason now they're on the rooftop, maybe enjoying the view, maybe having a drink before the party, maybe Cousin Larry's, maybe I can get him to the rooftop and convince him not to go to the party. I don't know, I just, but they're up there. I just need a quick scene of Peter yeah. O'Toole drunkenly leading them up to the roof and going out mm-hmm. the door and being like, Oh shit! This isn't wrong this. floor. Oh right. no, the door—it's locked. It's like, but we don't even well, get we that. Do They're get, just kind of like we get on the, the door roof. is locked. We, cousin Larry panics because he realizes the door is locked that they're stuck up there now with a drunk and an adventurous, yes. we'll say, uh, Peter O'Toole, who, like you said, senses the adventure in in the uh, fire yeah. hose. Can I and, can I say I was waiting the whole movie to see a scene. That clearly got Cousin Larry the role of Cousin Larry. And this is it. Like, this is Cousin Larry dealing oh, yeah. with Balky. Because this is how he would deal with Balky, yeah. He's running around, waving his hands, screaming at Peter O'Toole. And I was like, oh, Cousin Larry's finally showed up to this <laughs> movie. This is Cousin Larry, yeah. I feel Cousin Larry's vibe. Right. Um, but it is... <laughs> It's another, it's like the somersault, right? Your <laughs> O'Toole does get dang. And he just hangs. He wraps the, the fire hose around like his waist and drops himself, which, to which <laughs> Cousin Larry at first freaks out because yeah. he doesn't look down to he's see like, that I he's just still alive. He's like, I just killed my idol. Yeah. He's like, I was supposed to just watch him, make sure he doesn't get drunk, yeah. and I took him to Brooklyn, and now he's dead, and what the hell? And yeah. what, but it turns out he is just still hanging. He jumped and just, past just, the, the, the like balcony they were supposed to go on to, right yeah, over and, these two guys that were having a conversation. The one guy seems not to have noticed that any of this doesn't happened. notice the, the body dropping, and but the other guy does. There. And the the other guy in the conversation at the party recognizes him and is like, "Hey, that's that actor down there. He's just hanging oh, from a fire hose." This conversation, I don't know what the whole conversation that these two, I don't know, I don't, can you call them yuppies in the fifties? But whatever sure. these people are, yeah. these two guys talking, I thought this was a great line. The one guy keeps looking down at Peter O'Toole and he's like, "Hey, have you ever seen that uh, pirate movie with that guy? What's his name? Swan?" And he goes. Yeah, Swan, blah, blah. And he goes, that guy's beneath us. And he goes, well, yeah, he's beneath us. He's an actor. I thought that was really great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they basically fish him out. They pull him up onto the terrace. Yep. Cousin Larry comes in through the front door. Mm-hmm. And they realize that the party they wanted to go to was 
a level down, but we never go to that party. No, 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 because now we're done. Now, Cousin Larry is frazzled. Oh, and, and he's also he's drunk because he was drinking yes. in the car. Right. Because I love how Peter yeah, was like, him. you can either watch me drink, oh boy, or you can join along. And, and he does. <laughs> That's the ultimatum. He's going to take it. He's like, fine, let's just. Let's yeah. just. But he does. I like it because Cousin Larry, once he, he sort of saves him, I think that's when he says, I think I'm going to be unwell. I, yep. And they basically go to the park to vomit together. It's another great line because <laughs> he, he says, he I'm leaves. going yeah. to be unwell. <laughs> Boy, now I'm doing that voice for him. But anyway, he says that. And then Peter O'Toole goes, uh, young man, women are unwell. And men vomit. <laughs> I'm going to go barf in the park, basically. Yeah, yeah. He says, we won't need a ride. We're going to throw up in the park and walk home. (laughs) And that's what they do. Or they sleep in the park. I don't know what goes on. It's kind of the next day. And Oh, this is when they have their heart to heart about their real names. Yes, they talk about how they're both Mm -hmm. frauds. They both both believe that they are frauds. They're not who they say they are in Mm -hmm. name and in personality. Right. It's a it's a very like it's a touching scene that should probably be at the end of the movie, but it's kind of here in the middle. Like there's a lot of like, I respect you. I like you. No, you're horrible. No, wait, now I respect you. Wait, I'm going to give you a pep talk, but then I'm also going to insult you. Like there's a lot of that happening at the end of this movie between kind of like, yeah, Larry Appleton and Peter O'Toole. Right. Well, but for for this oh, sake right now, please they're talk a nice about this. It's oh. like this is this is again. I almost feel like they filmed this being like, well, this is the end of the movie, and then they went, well, we this is an hour. We, this is not yeah, a full yeah, movie. We got to beef it up a little more. Well, so we're in the park. Like I said, I don't know if we slept there or what, how long we've been there. But there is a a cop. Uh, uh, what do you call them? A horse cop. Yep, horse cop. <laughs> Yep. I want to see that and movie where a cop has killed the line of duty and reincarnated as a horse. <laughs> is that a real movie? I don't know, but it should be. Oh, and it should be should called be. Horse Cop. Horse Cop. <laughs> well, the horse cop dismounts his horse and goes to take a pee, I guess, in the in the park wood. <laughs> sure, why not? Because <laughs> that's what you do, you know, it's safe. And uh, Peter O'Toole is like, we're going to ride that horse. Again, just like he's having these drunk moments, I guess, of feeling like he's on set, like he can throw himself off buildings and just mount random horses and scooping Cousin Larry up to um, ride a horse in slow motion, basically, around New York City for a little bit. It seems insanely triumphant. And they kind of just, I guess, ride back to the hotel. Yeah. Also, we didn't talk about this. And this is where I was a little confused. When they broke, when they last had their... Um, rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Joe Bologna makes a big deal about like, hey, this was great. You're coming back tomorrow at 10 a.m., right? You're going to be here yeah. at 10 a.m., right? And I'm I'm watching him ride a horse around going, it's it's morning. I'm late. sure it's not 10 yet, but it's going to be 10 soon. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Larry Appleton waking up, I don't know, in the afternoon? Yeah. It's late in like, the day. Well, and he's waking up on a yeah, chair Yeah, in it looks like he's in the bedroom. Right. Peter O'Toole's bedroom, but Peter O'Toole is not in the bed. No. He's left him a note on the mirror, and I love it. They confess oh, to each other It's the longest names. reaction to this note, too. I mean, it is a full, you stand in front of the mirror, you wash your face, you read what it says, you turn around, you leave the bathroom, you walk outside, and then it hits. 
Where in most movies, it'd be a quick double take and it would be just as hilarious and just as impactful. Larry Appleton has a hard time processing this. Well, he's taking it all in. I mean, he's just, yeah. he's, this is his idol growing sure. up. And, and, in, you know, and he's spent this interesting, if not more than that, enlightening right. evening, afternoon, night with him and now this note and again they they he uses their their real names clarence and benjamin in the note so it it kind of forms the bond even tighter and so yeah i could see where for a minute he's like i mean i just had this wait what what now he's definitely not going to be to set on time it says he's gone to see tess 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 being his 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 daughter daughter that he hasn't seen in a year and back at the studio oh boy are they angry um what is this about last week oh Joe Bologna, before he knows, or before maybe he even takes in that Peter O'Toole's not there, he's angry about the no tongue in the script. What's what's the tongue uh, it's issue? It's tongue at lunch. They've been no, eating yeah, no tongue, tongue at, at lunch. lunch, and they've done it twice, and those shows have been horrible. So he knows they're going to serve tongue this week at the it's whatever quite the thing commissary to serve for lunch. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Joe Bologna know, is he, he's this guy's at the end of his rope (laughs) this entire movie can we talk about the fact that we do see peter o'toole watching his daughter yeah he doesn't get out of the car that's the big thing is he doesn't get out of the car Mm -hmm. and he watches his i'm gonna say 13 year old daughter barely know how to ride a bike (laughs) this girl (laughs) is wobbling all over the place i couldn't take my eyes off her famous dad to guide her on her bicycle right and then he drives Mm -hmm. away he's like that's Mm -hmm. good let's drive home and then she looks like pensively after the car yeah where I'm like, is she wondering if that was her dad? Like, does she wonder yeah. that with every car that drives by her house? She's yeah. like, yeah. was that my father? Well, that lingers that long oh. with the man in the back staring at I, and her. And I also I mean, have a question, wonder. too. Like, do you think her mother told her who her father is? Like, this guy that's on TV, seen... or she has no idea. No, she might, because he says he hasn't seen her in a year, which means she's oh, seen, a year. seen her Sorry. before. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's probably like, that's my dad's car. I saw it, yeah. I saw it a year ago. Like, I, I know the make and model, yeah. even the license number. Boy, yeah. I wish I could ride this bike better. I might be able to catch them. <laughs> but then it's sort of the, the panic about him not being there is diffused by his uh, limo driver oh. or his, his driver being like, he's just napping in his dressing room. And right. it's not a drunken nap. He's just, he's just getting ready. Yeah, he just needs a little rest. Right. And so they're like, okay, fine. If the driver's going to say that this is, we'll kind of believe we'll him. And Joe Bologna has it. another fit. Yeah. This time it's, he's he goes in to check and he sees that uh, that Peter O'Toole is dressed in his pirate costume. And he's like, wait a minute, the pirate sketch isn't up first. The other sketch is up first. And he has a, he runs around and has a fit, yells at the costume lady, yells at makeup and is like, what are you, this is my, what are we doing? What's the order of the sketches? And it, I guess it's we're supposed to know that he's just got nervous energy because the mob is after him. Yeah, but but I'm like, is this a, a weekly thing with him? Like, is this yeah. uh, is this a regular thing? Where first of all, he doesn't know what sketches first. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. all right, he, that's your special guest star. Just because he's dressed like, uh, uh, I, I know we keep saying pirate. I don't think it's a pirate. It's like a, like a Robin Hood type. Okay. With swords. I don't know what they're called. I don't think they'd be referred to as pirates. Whatever. But 
he freaks out because he's dressed as a mobster. He's dressed right. as a pirate guy. And I'm like, well, wait, you know that the mob sketch is the first. I know that. I'm watching this movie. They've <laughs> explicitly said it multiple times. Right. That guy's only in. They do say he's in one sketch. So it's not like Saturday Night Live. Like it is Yeah, where he's got a multiple. Sketch. Right, right. Well, it's where they bring the musical guest on to do one sketch. And they're like, okay, singing is more your bag. Go out there and handle that. But you were fine as the attendant in the hospital. Right. But this is when, so first we have Bologna freaking out because he doesn't quite get the, uh, the sketch order. Right. And then the news is delivered to uh, Peter O'Toole or to Alan Swan <laughs> that this is going to be taped in front of a live studio audience. Yes. And this is when we get the line, uh, I'm not an actor, I'm right. a movie star. I love how he's and like, he, are you telling me the, the, the picture's going to the cameras and it goes on live? <laughs> it's like, yeah, what the fuck did you think was happening here? Yeah, all these, this whole week the of rehearsal. Can't yeah. wait to see wait, are you telling me there's an audience here too? And he's like, what did you think the seats were for? That's what they say. He clearly says, what did you think all those seats were for? And he's he's blown away, and he basically has a panic attack yeah. and has to go find some booze. Yes. And he's just, he's he almost doesn't think he can do it. It is he's, kind of it, funny when he wanders in, and he says, like, I'm going to be, hey, I'm going to be something. And Larry Appleton's like, did you say thinking or drinking? And he goes, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. Oh, also at this point, Joe Bologna has a black wreath that has been delivered to his dressing room oh, yeah. by the mob. The mob is after him. And we the see mob, the mob, mob is, is showing up. Like, I guess they have tickets for this show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Bologna was doing picking a fight with them, but he does. No. And now I mean, also on the back. bright side for Peter O'Toole, if Joe Bologna gets gunned down on live TV, uh, he won't have to go out and perform but it's a beautiful, it happens beautifully now what happens, right? Yeah, take so, us through it. Bologna's backstage. He's getting ready. There's some commotion. Oh, there's a lot uh, that uh, happens before. Sorry. No, I just, I just mean the, the, the whole Larry Appleton O'Toole stuff still has to happen with the, the booze and the smashing of the bottle and the, the discussion they have in the hallway. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? This, like I know yeah. there's I know there's lots of mob punching that goes on. Well, yeah, no, but that happens after this. Yeah. Some, well, there's mob punching that starts. Right. So so first Bologna's backstage and he's getting ready and he's finally calmed down a bit, knowing that he's in the right sketch. Um, but he gets uh, the the mob is there mm-hmm. and they're they're they I think they try to choke him out first they're they're fighting and joe bologna's punching back and it's a it's an all-out fist fight joe bologna's taking on the entire new york mafia yeah, yeah. Uh, backstage they're coming at him and why is yeah. no one else backstage because <laughs> like, so they're all getting ready for what's upstate because because the, the sketch has begun right and bologna's missing his cue in the meantime yes um this is when uh uh Cousin Larry kind of, and the driver actually, they kind of lay the law out to yes. Peter O'Toole. When the driver and throws his keys at Peter O'Toole and is like, yeah. fuck you, dude, I'm not driving you anywhere. Yeah. Figure he it basically, out. It's yeah. great. He's like, yeah, because he says, like, you push people away. The people that care about you and want the best from you, yeah. you you push them away. And this is, and, and, uh, 
I guess Cousin Larry must talk about how he was like an idol of his as right. a kid and growing up. And he does have it, doesn't have to. Yeah. It's in him because he's like, you know, those are all just characters I played. They're not really who I am. I'm not that soup, that guy that you've grown up with. And Cousin Larry does this impassioned speech saying, yeah. you know what? If you got me to believe that hard when I was a kid that this is who you are, there's got to be a little bit of you inside of yourself yeah. that is a little bit of this this hero that we all need. And I wish you would find that guy yep. and not just drown him out in alcohol. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so we're left with that beautiful, like, Oh man. But then we see more, uh, mafia battle and we see that, that, like we said, the sketches started and the, they're waiting. The queue keeps happening for Bologna to enter yes. and the girl, cause he's got like a partner in crime. That's a female in this sketch. Sure. Uh, yeah, we see her earlier on. when they're rehearsing. Yeah. Like they walk. Th- I love how they walk through the wall, and it's just a cutout of their silhouettes, yes. which is really fun. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, like she walks out without him. The other mobsters keep trying. Uh, the other mobster yeah, actors try and right. say the the line where he's supposed to bust in. Mm-hmm. The car drives in. We see them through like the fake window fighting outside, and the audience is loving The audience is going this. nuts. Yeah, because it's all unexpected. Yeah. And then they come through the window, but the audience doesn't realize a little bit, maybe at times they do. They, nobody really realizes. Well, I don't think anybody the realizes they do. that this is real. The audience the does not. The production booth do. The audience doesn't. Right. But in the production booth, they're like, what is happening yeah. here? What's going on? And so what's happening is on live TV, the mob is taking down Joe Bologna. Yeah. They're fist fighting him, and he is single handedly fighting back. <laughs> and the other actors clearly are like, "What? We didn't rehearse this. What's happening?" Some actors just go with it. I love the guy who yeah. appears to be delivering food comes in and just starts punching a mafia guy <laughs> to like yeah, the music or something. I'm like he's, he's just great. doing. I got. He's like, I'm gonna ad lib my way through this scene. Uh, this was yeah. not what we did in rehearsal, but it appears to be what everybody else is doing. So here yeah. I go. So and I'm, then later on, he punches him a few times and then just like backs <laughs> out off stage. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty great. It's really funny. Yeah. And then for some reason. Peter O'Toole and Cousin Larry are up, like, in the rafters or mm-hmm. or the balcony. And the audience looks up and goes, oh, my God, there's Peter O'Toole. <laughs> the, uh, we knew he was a special Alice guest. Wong. We didn't yeah. know he was just watching the show like we are. But there he is. Yep. And Joe and- Bologna is getting the shit beat out of him and Peter O'Toole swings in. Literally swings in uh. like Tarzan. Yeah. Or like one of his pirate characters, yeah. really, right? And saves the comes like, in. Then mm-hmm. it's not just you know twelve on one as it was before, unless we count the food delivery guy, which I think he did a great job. I think he did too. But now drunk, like I don't know how much he's had to drink. But Peter O'Toole is wiping the floor with these mobsters. Sure is. He sure is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He slices one guy like he's Zorro and like his shirt's all ripped up. The audience finds it hilarious. Uh It's yeah, it's really crazy. And then after all the mob guys are beat up and the set's completely destroyed, which again, if you were there or watching this on TV, this would be the greatest sketch you've probably ever seen. Yeah. The curtain closes and they come out. And take bows, and then like Peter O'Toole gets a standing O from they everyone. It. They love it, and he is just—he's in awe. He's in this blissful state. The camera's on him, and he's smiling because because he did it. Because yeah. he 
it's a beautiful thing, right? It is. He did yeah. become the character. He did save the day all on his own, not as 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 what, what's his real name, Clarence Duffy, yeah. not necessarily Alan Swan, right? right? Yeah. And it's uh, now Cousin Larry's in the booth, and he's, mm-hmm. he's watching all of this. I love the camera guy, and I just, I would, I guess this is a job, or maybe was a job, the guy that just yells out the different cameras. The guy that's just there going, oh, three, yeah. one, yeah. two, one, three, one. It's, it's awesome, and we just, we watch him do it, and... It would have been fine. If you were to end on that, I think it would have been fine. I mm-hmm. think it is very helpful that we do wrap around with Cousin Larry's VO mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. where he does say that the next day, Peter O'Toole went to see his daughter and got mm-hmm. out of the car and went up to the house. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's how my favorite year ends. Thank you, James. Yes, thank you, James. Thank you. This again, I did this, not know. This is why, yeah, this is why I really appreciate our patrons. Like this would have, yeah. it would not have been anywhere near Same. my radar at all. I did not know this movie existed. Yep. Like you said, I had no idea Cousin Larry had a career outside <laughs> of being Cousin Larry. Um, it kind of reminded me at times of like a play, like a Neil Simon play or something yeah. like that. It had that yeah. kind of vibe to it. Cousin Larry um, did, um, I maybe it was before the show, but certainly after the show. And I was just looking him up. He had a big theater career. I like, can like see that. Continuously yeah. in theater. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, this, this, I found this to be, I said it in the beginning, yeah, this me, was a charming hear. surprise for me. Okay. I didn't know what we were getting into with it. Um, I, it was all very much unexpected. I really enjoyed Peter O'Toole's drunkenness. I enjoyed the little <laughs> story. I enjoyed seeing the um, perspective of a, of a comedy writer in the fifties and how it, the, the sweetness of, you know, his hero and, yeah. And the actor celebrity vibe, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really sweet sweet surprise. Yeah, I I am glad to hear that because I feel like I feel like this is our sort of um, kiss me again thing where I didn't really it. care for it. Um, no. I enjoyed the conversation. This was I was really scared because when we. After watching it, I was kind of like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Like, I don't know what to make fun of with this movie. I don't know. Are we going to have fun with this discussion? So I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. For me, it did. It felt kind of dull. I just. Okay. I really didn't. Yeah. I I wasn't crazy about it the way you were. It wasn't bad at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, it didn't connect with me. But I'm glad it did with you. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Oh, very cool. Oh, boy. So. Let's talk about what... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Nope. Uh-uh. Recommendations. Why? That's Back it up. Why? Recommendations. Oh, recommendations. recommendations. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I wish I wish I knew a really sweet, deep recommendation that talks about, uh, you know, um, heroes and... Well, okay, so just here's yeah, my recommendation. Sure. Yeah. So while I was watching this movie, for some reason, Peter O'Toole reminds me a little bit of like 
and I don't think that, but like a Brad Pitt. I don't know why, because Brad Pitt's not British. But I was like, huh, be interesting if this movie was done now and maybe Brad Pitt, especially Brad Pitt now, because he's into this different, you know, he's in this new Brad Pitt way. Right. If Pitt played somebody like O'Toole's character. And then I thought, well, who would be his like Jewy assistant then? Jewy. And I thought. <laughs> You were like, bring back Cousin Larry, whatever. Well, no, I was like, well, who's, again, modern day? And I thought Jonah Hill was who came to mind. And then I thought, well, wasn't there a movie with Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt? And now, I have never seen this movie, but I think it's it's got great reviews. They all won awards for it, so it must be good. I don't know that it has any alignment with this movie, this My Favorite Year. Yeah. But I'm going to recommend that listeners watch Moneyball, because I heard it's good. I have not seen it, but Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill are in it, and I'm sure with all the awards it's won, it's probably an interesting enough story. Um, I don't know it's relatable directly to this. You may have. I'm not sure. I I don't want to say this. I don't want to take credit, but you may have heard me recommend it on this podcast before. Yeah. Because I did. Yeah, Um, did. Yeah. It was very good. It took me forever to watch it because, first of all, I don't have much interest in baseball. I looked at that two and a half hour running time and I was like wait a baseball movie that's two and a half hours I'm sorry (laughs) I finally sat down and watched it it is entertaining and really really great performances by both of them it's it's a really really wonderful movie okay you don't need to like sports to watch it at all okay it, it was it was really great, yeah. Okay, but now I'm just so picturing. You recommend Brad Pitt. my recommendation. <laughs> just picturing Brad Pitt be like, Angelina, because you because you got some get more booze if you're stopping by the the local state store. Just the circular bottles I would like. Oh, we know you're from Philly. You said state store. Not, right? State store. God, it makes it sound like I'm as old as Peter O'Toole. Uh, so yeah. Uh, no, good recommendation. That's that's really cool, and I think it's a What's recommendation yours? that you should partake in if you ever yeah, if you I get should. the chance. I, I should. It'll be super fun. Um, I was gonna recommend. I was all jazzed up to recommend a movie from 1954, but oh yeah, smart. I'm not gonna do that because oh, no, you're not. friend of the show and guest of the show, Pat Hartz and I have been ah. texting back and forth the past few days because mm-hmm. um, he recently watched RoboCop and was like, that's a great movie. I didn't I didn't know it was that great. Um, and P- uh, Paul Verhoeven, who made that movie, uh-huh. made a movie just last year called Benedetta. Okay. And Benedetta. first of all, quick warning to listeners, it's Italian, so if you don't like subtitles, don't watch it. But okay. um, it's a movie... My, my explanation is going to be really bad. It's a movie about like lesbian nuns from like the 17th century. Okay. And okay. it's about this lesbian nun who keeps having these biblical visions. And at oh. one point she's like surrounded by snakes that are going to kill her. Whether this is real or not, you're never sure, but she's okay. like, Jesus save me. And Jesus shows up with a sword and just hacks these things up. Well, that sounds goofy, but none of it's played for laughs. It's all super serious. Oh. It, you never quite know what's real and what's imagined. It's a lot of weird sex stuff between nuns. There's so much dildo talk in this movie. It's oh crazy. My. But it's a really, it looks gorgeous. Like, it sounds cheesy, but it okay. it's like a legit, really great film. Wow. So people should watch that. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. So excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Foreign films always recommend in the. Oh, hey, film. listen! It's very rare that I recommend a recent foreign film. Normally, I'm true. like this, this 1936 true. German, yeah, Japanese <laughs> film. Oh, all right, no, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so you alluded to it at the start of the podcast. Not sure if it was for patrons or everybody else, but we're about to enter <gasps> slice giving. Everybody, this is our seventh slice giving. You know what? Oh. Wait, it might be our eighth. I'm not even really sure. We've watched a lot of Sylvester Stallone movies. We have more. Best, uh, I still think Rhinestone, maybe. Rhinestone wins my heart. Maybe. Over the top maybe is really I was going to say maybe yeah. over the top. <laughs> and, but Rhinestone. And then after that, I think we could maybe get into the, the you know, serious, uh, you know. Uh, Rambo. Rambo first blood. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. we could venture into that. But for our very first slice giving, we talked about Rocky Right. And I don't know why we started with four. I think we did it because it was the fourth episode of our podcast. Oh, So that's really going back. Yeah. But we're going to talk about Rocky three. Mm-hmm. I'm looking very forward to it. Mr. T. Yeah. You got Hulk Hogan. Mm. I guarantee you Carl Weathers shows up because I know I've seen a clip of the two of them running in slow motion on a beach and embracing in the waves. (laughs) It's beautiful. That's so beautiful. I'm very excited yeah. about this. And 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 what I'm doing, and I I I feel like once we established that slice giving was a thing, I think I didn't parse things out correctly mm-hmm. because we're doing a uh, regular listeners would probably know this. We do a sly gun movie and then a sly no gun movie, um, and I didn't know there were. Th- Three Rambo movies made in the 80s, Jamie. Wow, so we have more. So we just got into Rambo and we still have two more of those coming. There's other one, there's one where he's a soccer player. Can't wait to watch that. So there's a lot. There's, I, I figured, I think we'll get to year 10 of this Mm -hmm. podcast, maybe 11, and still be on Slice. Still have Slice to go. That's amazing. That pleases me. Very exciting. Um, If you're interested in our Patreon, like I said earlier, we have Teen Witch up there. And if you remember how we do Patreon in December, and Jamie, you and I might have to talk about scheduling real quick after this. Sure. We not only do a regular episode, but we also do a cartoon, a seasonal cartoon episode. Christmas time, holiday season, cartoon. Yes, and we'll be talking about the Smurfs. Blah, 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 Christmas. Something about the Smurfs and Christmas from the 80s. So that'll be up there soon enough. So check us out on Patreon and Twitter and Facebook. Oh, we're also on TikTok now. Yeah, we got the TikTok. (laughs) My children are handling it, and I can only assume it's amazing. Because I'm sure they (laughs) listen to every episode and know what we do. They do. They quote us. Right, exactly. I like her outsider's perspective. It's good. Yeah. It's good. They're like, oh, dad, your drunken Peter O'Toole impression? Amazing. <laughs> it is really good, I have to say. Maybe yeah. we need to find more Peter O'Toole movies. That's what I was, I, just assume, gonna, I was just going to say. Yeah, I assume he's kind of drunk in everything. He should be. Yeah. Right? If you can play a drunken Supergirl, you can play a drunk in anything. You can carry that anywhere. All right. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Tell friends about us. Give us a star rating review wherever you get it. 
And we will see you again in two weeks. Until then, everyone, have a great two weeks. Take good care. Certainly not a um, a wholesome listener. Oh, but you... <laughs> it's a wholesome listener. <laughs> what does that mean? How do those two words go together? <laughs>